This episode of Experiences You Should Have is brought to you by Soul Blends, handcrafted in Oregon from botanicals to bottle, multiple healing balms, salves, and moisturizing products to bring life to your skin. Check out Soul Blends and use the code EYSH to receive 10% off your order. As you're going down this mountain, you're like seeing things that are completely ridiculous, like 400 pound boulders propped up on pieces of ice. And you're seeing like this other huge mountain and glacier right in front of you. And you're like, you're walking across it. So you just, I don't know, you just don't even think about it. Cause I, this is just me. I think we're just taking it all in. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today we are going mountain climbing. So, nestled in central Oregon near Bend and Sisters, Oregon, are three breathtaking mountains, South Sister, Middle Sister, and North Sister. Now, pause this podcast and Google Three Sisters Oregon. You have to marvel at their grandeur. All three of these mountains are over 10,000 feet, and for many Oregon climbers, it is a dream to climb all of them. So today, we are talking about climbing the Three Sisters Mountains. Now, I've only climbed South Sister Mountain. I have not climbed Middle and North, uh, but it's on my list and it's in my backyard. So I interviewed four athletes, three of whom are brothers, John, Dave, and Joe Roska, as well as their close friend, Ken Reed, who in 2021 set out to climb the Three Sisters Mountains in 24 hours. So stay tuned, hear their story, and how they accomplished their dream of climbing the Three Sisters. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have. I am so excited to have you guys on the show today. We've got Ken Reed, John Roska, Dave Roska, Joe Roska. We've got a we got a crew and we've got a crew of Roskas here today who are talking about hiking South Sister, Middle Sister, and North Sister. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So this is quite a feat, guys. So these mountains are in central Oregon, and each one is over 10,000 feet. And you guys set out to hike these mountains within 24 hours. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we set out to do it in in a day, you know, within a day. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is that the is that the average hike for a Central Oregon hiker? I think the average weekend warrior probably hit you know hits up uh, the Schuetz River Trail for maybe a couple hours or so. 
Mm-hmm. I think if you're feeling really adventurous, you would tackle South Sister all by itself and you'd be, you'd be pretty proud of that. That's a good hike. Yeah. Yeah. I've done South Sister. I have not done Middle Sister nor North Sister. And that you guys set out to do these three mountains in one day is huge. Like that's, that's absolutely huge. That's, that's, all these scale. I mean, that's like 30,000 feet elevation guys in a day. Um, that's huge. So my question is why, what, why did this come to be set the scene? It it was, it was pretty much a bro bra quest is what it was. Just a cold Turkey bro bra quest. The, the stars aligned. We're all in town. The weather was good. So we did it, took the chance and we did it. Yeah, we said, hey, let's go. Okay. So how far, <laughs> like how much planning went into this? Uh, zero planning, Gail. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely none. We we got some helmets, we got some walking sticks. Um, we knew where we were gonna we meet did. and we knew where we were gonna go. That was it. I guess the planning yeah. might have started back when we were 10, back in the you know, mid-90s when we were all Boy Scouts. And um we started tinkering around with the mountains in this area. And that is true. That is true. Yeah. That's where the seed was planted. It tickled our fancy when we were 10, 11, 12 years old, hiking one at a time. And we always knew that it was out there to do all three. And, you know, we're all dads now and we're a little tougher. We got a little bit more grit than we used to have when we were Boy Scouts. So, now, oh, thought, so you did say Boy Scouts. We got a couple Boy Scouts in yeah. here. Just so, just let's let's lay this out on the okay, table. Okay, let, let's okay, hear yeah. it, guys. Let me hear let's it. Let's lay it out. Yeah, share. Uh, we've got, we've got. Okay, I'm Dave, Boy Scout dropout. Uh, I think I made it to the first rank. John, Boy Scout dropout. Right? Yeah, I think right, I John? made it to Heart. Is that a rank? you made it a little further than I did? Um, and then we've got and Robbie Hart. <laughs> We've got Joe Roska, little brother, five years younger than us, Eagle Scout. Wow, Eagle Scout, (laughs) showing up the twin brothers. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. he always had his canteen on him. Um, And then, uh, (laughs) never had a mimosa. (laughs) Oh, canteen boy. And then Ken Reed, also Eagle Scout. Yeah, Ken Reed. Ken Reed, also Eagle Scout. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Ken, you're an Eagle Scout. Yeah, wow. went to his court of honor. You guys, yeah, and Ken Reed actually, Ken Reed actually presented at my Eagle Court of Honor, so that was really cool. Wow. So this wasn't yeah. just you could say it was cold <laughs> turkey, but this is, you know, this has been kind of long time in the making. How's that for a resume? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm that's, just kidding. I mean, it's a pretty good resume, guys. It's a pretty good resume. <laughs> So what what year was this? When when did you guys set out to do this? August twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one, just last year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, time. What was kind of nice about the timing of it is, Dave was just like, "Dude, what should we do next week?" John's coming into town because he lives in Texas, and it just so happened that my work was ha- giving us a mental health week like free week off PTO. And I'm like, let's, let's do something big. Let's get outside. Yeah. Wait, Nike gives a mental health week. Well, it, 
it's unprecedented <laughs> they did this time around right yeah at, you know after you know being in in the um um you know the last year and a half uh going through everything that's going on i think it was a little rough on everybody so everyone yeah. just needed some time to get outside you know uh, hang out uh do some crochet climb some hills whatever okay just relax did did you get your crochet on? Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only in the, usually only in the airport. Was, That's when you work on it. Okay. Crochet always it's comes in, with it's me. In the terminal. Okay. All right. Skate, I, skateboard and crochet in, in the carry on. I want some crochet gifts this year. Ooh. Yeah. He sent send them over. Love it. Beard <laughs> koozies. Something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Okay. All right. I'm liking that. I love it. I love it. So you got to follow up on that now, John. I know. Okay. So you guys decided to hike the three yes. sisters. So, so there's South, Middle, and North sister, which is Faith, Hope, and Charity. Or actually, maybe does it? Did I just say that backwards? It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, but yes, yes. Yeah. You got three all three. Faith over I, I yeah, got all three. Got I got all three. And I'd have to go check. But yeah. So in yeah. in what so South Sister is is a well hiked mountain. A lot of people hike South Sister. Mm-hmm. Um so did you save that for last or did you do that first? Like what's the order that you hiked these in? So with minimal research that we did on this hike, uh, we kind of came up with the order. The best order was to do north, then middle, and then south in that order. Because the technical part where you kind of needed more daylight was on that north side. And you, you could potentially hike down the south sister and up the south sister in the dark if you really needed to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to boulder hop especially down south mm-hmm. yeah interestingly right the the three mountains even though they're all the same type of mountain in the same range and they're all right next to each other like they flow right into each other each one is really unique like north is really jagged and north is just like this perfect cone and then south is just like a behemoth it's huge. Oh, middle's a, middle's a cone, right? Yeah, sorry, that's, that's cone. what I meant to say. Right. Middle's the cone, yeah. Middle, middle is the cone. Middle's the cone. South is is just huge with giant uh, ridges on it. Yeah, and they also say north is, is kind of sketch. Like, it's there are some places where uh, you have to really watch your footing or um, you're not going to be watching much of anything. Correct. But you just have to watch where you step. And uh, so they say north is... You want to have you're that. Be watching you want to a big take on north, light. right? You want, you want to take on north while you're fresh, so you've got your A game. Mm-hmm. So, True. where did the North Sister Trail start? Oh, where do we start? Did we start at Pole Creek, Pole Creek Trailhead? We, we started at Pole Creek, yeah. yeah. The burnt forest. Uh, under we we started under the moonlight. Yep. 3.45 in the morning and it was what, 30 degrees wearing cotton shorts. Okay. Costco, in Costco August. Shorts. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so take, take me through that. You're, you're starting on this track in the early morning hours, you know, you're, you're starting with the most technical mountain and you've got three mountains ahead of you. How are you feeling? I felt 
It felt nice. It was actually the first several miles. I, I want to say five miles. Great. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Chill. Relax. I'm not, I don't, I'm not too technical on like the mileage, but I think the first several miles was part of the walking in where it's just flat, uh, maybe a couple switchbacks where you're going through the forest uh, below the timberline. So it gives your body a chance to kind of wake up. So, which is nice. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're starting in pitch black. We were initially going to camp at Pole Creek Trailhead, and um, we ended up just driving in from a friend's house who lives in Sisters. So we we drove ranch. we drove in. Yeah, the ranch. Drove in, parked. Um, yeah, and you're starting out, and it's freezing cold, and you're like you want to put on more clothes, but you know you're going to warm up in just a few minutes. But you know, once we got started on that trail, yeah, luckily you can't see anything. You got headlights, but. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to like get miles done fast. Cause this is going to be about the easiest part of the trip. Just like a gentle, slow, beautiful ribbon of trail. A couple of little crossings. It was unbelievable. Like these, the, the burnt trees, uh, smooth, just dirt trails, you know, that bare grass all over the place. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and like, like, like Dave was saying, you know, the first, you know, five, six miles or whatever it was. And then the start, the sun starts coming up. And and you start yeah, man. This, you start getting this glow, the, the sun coming up and just beautiful the oranges and the and the pinks, and then you see the trees. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is where this is this is where we're supposed to be right now. Yeah, true. And right when the sun comes up, you're starting to get your first views of north because the approach pretty much goes straight towards mm. north. And north is the one that's the most red. And so those red, those red lava rocks just light up in the sunrise. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I woke up. Yeah. Right around that time. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> We're all half asleep. Was it, I think I was able to save some energy for those first couple miles by doing it half asleep. <laughs> maybe, maybe that helped. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a just pretty great foot. view to wake up to this beautiful hey. red hue on North sister. Oh, it was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. D- Dave tried waking us up in the car you know, in, in the, in the tundra, you know, he's, he's got the tunes on, we're listening to, you know, vanilla ice and, you know, all of these other things. And, but it was really the hiking that, that got to us and we're like, wow. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I think someone got a couple good Polaroids of the, the moon set and mm-hmm. the sunrise. Someone's yeah. As soon as I something. get my film developed, I'll send it over. Film developed. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You're taking me back to the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. To the 90s. Yeah. Okay. Hey, this, <laughs> this is where the dream started. The dream started <laughs> in the 90s we when we were all Boy Scouts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Actually, you know what? The, you know what, Gail? The very first time I heard about I heard about the three sisters. Some people call it the three sisters marathon. Some people call it the three sisters traverse. Was uh I heard about it in college. This guy that we went to college with he worked for the forest service and he he actually worked for the forest service i worked for the forest service at the same time during the summers and he would tell us about this this uh this trek called the three sisters marathon so that's when i that's when i first started thinking about it but i i didn't really think about doing it until we had this opportunity yeah. this past summer but yeah so it's kind of always been on my mind something to do i really hadn't thought about it though for the last 20 years so how many miles is it total it's 20 something like low 20s okay wasn't so it so almost a marathon I, was, I think it was i thought it was high 20s but 
Yeah, I, th- know. I think by the time we finished, it ended up almost 20, 25 miles. Yeah, my time okay, started, okay. stopped working. So Yeah, bugging out. Yeah, mm-hmm. happens. Wow, guys. 25 miles of 10,000 feet of elevation on three separate mountains. So That's up and down. Yeah, right. Up and down, up and down. It's like a up bobber and up down. and down. <laughs> up and down. Woo! My goodness. But you know what? If if you pace yourself though, it you know, it's it was pretty straightforward. You know? So did you have it a wasn't too it wasn't too did bad. you have a goal that you needed to reach the top of North Sister by a certain time? No. no. And, you know, this this time, um I don't know because we had tried it the year before and we just didn't have a, a good route up the back side of South Sister, the north side of South Sister. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this time we really weren't very much time goal oriented. We just wanted to, to do it. Cause I think like I hadn't done any hiking that summer. This is just this past summer. I hadn't done one hike. I don't think my twin brother had. Done I think any that hiking. was the first and last hike that we did of the summer. Right guys. My brother, Joe hadn't done any hiking. I know Ken no. had done some hiking, but three out of the four of us hadn't hiked at all over the summer and we just kind of went for it um so we really didn't have any hard goals we just did it we done good we done good no (laughs) uh, to answer gail's question though i will say this we did know that we we had done it the year before dave and i had tried the year before and uh it didn't pan out we ended up doing like a big uh big teardrop shape started and finished at pole creek so coming again, <laughs> Same. Coming, yeah, almost yeah. did the same number of miles, but just didn't yeah. summit south. This time we we knew the route better up that northwest spine of the south sister of Charity. But we kind of knew we wanted to get to the top of that thing because the route was a little unknown because it's a it's a spine that most people don't hike. There's no trail, no trail whatsoever. You're just going up like loose, really loose rocks uh super loose like volcanic dust almost like take two steps forward and you kind of go two steps back if you're not Mm -hmm. careful Mm -hmm. um we wanted to get to the top of south by sundown as soon as we lost daylight we wanted to at least be on the top of south if not further and and guess what (laughs) what (laughs) we did it by like five minutes yeah by (laughs) by like a minute i mean we so close we got out there just after sundown and we you know we were we were more or less taking our time we would take plenty of rest we walked the whole way um but we didn't really could have much that's the thing we we could have hurried up a little more we could we could have we could have been up there maybe an hour or two earlier but um you know we just got there when we did uh with a couple minutes to spare before <laughs> before the sun went <laughs> down over the northwest ridge of South Sister, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to see a thing. Yeah. So we got we, we you know we were in the right place at the right time. Wow, which is good. Yeah. So you mentioned the the technical hike on North Sister. What makes it a technical hike, and how did you approach that? I'm going to let Ken take this one. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah. Go so ahead, the, Ken. <laughs> the first the first kind of tricky part, I don't know if you would necessarily call it technical, but it's just a, it's a giant black boulder field. And it's not like just walking. What was the name trail. of that boulder field? You, you go on a hike. 
good question. It had a, it had a name though that described know. it pretty accurately. Oh no, no, I'm talking about like the the approach, not not like are you talking about scent? That's what I'm talking about. It was it was made of lava. Yeah, it was like black <laughs> lava. Like a black. <laughs> yes, yes, like what you've done here, and th- that's that's hard in and of itself because you have to you have to be careful with every footfall. You can't just like walk and keep your eyes like up to the sky. You have to pay attention every foot strike. So it's a little bit energy draining and a little bit mentally draining because, you know, the rocks are, are very loose and they'll, they start sliding underneath you if you're not really careful. So that part, you know, we went ahead and put our helmets on. We all brought helmets. We all mm-hmm. uh, brought um, hiking poles and so, you know, sometimes we're using the poles, sometimes not, but definitely like, okay, yeah, we could fall here. So helmets on, but that part isn't, I wouldn't say super risky. And as long as you know the right way across the top, that can be, uh, you know, generally as far as like hiking a mountain goes fairly safe. It's, it's that last section where it gets steeper and it starts to get more like shale. It's mm-hmm. like, um, uh, it's like slate rock and it's like, you know, at a 45 degree angle or whatever, like that's the two, part that's two steps up one step back. Yeah. That, that one's tricky. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't want to fall in this section and there's actually climbers who have gone before who have um, left permanent ropes and some of them are several years old. So the ropes getting a little worn and tattered, but that, that can help you get up, but definitely it's the, it's the kind of thing where, okay, what would happen? You always think what would happen if I fell right now? Okay, like, you know, you could get some scratches or some bruises or like, would you continue sliding all the way down a mountain and could you potentially like risk your life? So it's the only section of the entire hike where that could be the case where it's like you really don't want to fall is that very final approach. They call it the bowling alley in the bowling alley on North Sister. That's um, that's like the the most technical part where you you should really know what you're doing. Um, Some people rope up. A lot of people don't. did you bring any of your own robes? Gail, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, were, we were flying by the seat of our pants and, and we had a blast. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so you guys, I mean, this is, this is a big adventure. Um, so you started at 345 in the morning and what time did you mm-hmm. end? It was time to just was it? It was almost that same time the next day. I think we went like twenty three yeah. hours and change. It was just under. Was it like like was it two o'clock? Yeah, I think it was in the two Is o'clock right? hour. Yeah, something like two. But we when we got to the top of South Sister, you know, we'd been walking for a while, and we really we just we very much moseyed down that mountain, very uh, casually. Yeah, because we were all tired and. Um, so yeah, we took our time. We took I think that was, the, it was nice. that was the longest six miles of the day. That was the longest it six miles was. of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I've done, <laughs> I've climbed, I have climbed South Sister, I don't know, maybe 10 times or more. And I was going back and looking at uh, my, my data and uh, how long it took to get down. I had, I had never descended that mountain in such long of a period of time before, but it actually, it was, it was like, uh, it was kind of like the beginning of the hike where I was half asleep at the end of the hike, half asleep. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is just going on forever. I think it's because I'm half asleep too. It's probably mostly my fault. Cause like all that pounding through 
boulder fields and all those miles, just like the hours start to add up. It's like, you can come off the couch and, you know, if, if you're moderately athletic, you can go do a good hike, but there, there's at some point where your body's going to start to fail you. And my body was starting to fail me. Like my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, my hips hurt. So that was a slow, slow descent, even though that was technically very easy. Yeah. So how, how did this affect you mentally? You're low on sleep. And Mm -hmm. I know I am get very irritated if I haven't had a good night's rest and you're probably not eating big meals up there. How is that affecting your mental state hiking these three mountains? We actually did eat very well. Oh, so that, that was actually, I think probably one of the things that kept us going is we ate quite a bit of food. I think, I don't know, I tabulated it somehow, but like, it's like three bags of big potato chips, like a bunch of beef jerky. We had like submarine sandwiches, like cliff bars. I mean, granola bars and we ate it all Snickers, okay. all right. Butterfingers, baby Ruth, like. I think we just were constantly eating the whole time because we knew yeah. that we were burning yeah. a lot of calories and that we just need a lot of high energy. So yeah, you know, Ugh, eat a lot the of jerky fat, was so good. Fat, oh. Like a lot of fatty foods. And... <laughs> I mean, it's all cold. It's all like squished in your backpack, but still. Right, right. The, the pepperonis. Oh, I think I took 12 most. bananas and I ate them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're drinking I remember looking a lot at your ben- and you're putting a lot of electrolytes in your drink yeah. to, mm-hmm. to keep up energy. Uh, okay. Yeah. So as you reach the top of each mountain, did you like have a thing, a handshake, a picture, a shot? Uh... Oh, shot. Um, yeah, that would have been a good idea. We did not do that. Yeah, I didn't think you about should that. have consulted me, guys. <laughs> well, what's. Yeah, oh, I know. What's interesting about the timing of this trek is yeah you've got that that sort of like sleepy you're not even awake yet initial approach like you get up middle or sorry you get up north and that like feels like you accomplished something because it's the terrain is really tricky and technical but you get down that and there's actually a very low prominence between north and middle you don't actually descend that much before you go right back up again so by the time you by the time you summit middle you're like hey two out of three we're like we're crushing it it's still early in the day we're feeling good but then guess what you've got now an enormous drop because south has a very high prominence so you've got a long like mile long couple hours long of like basketball boulder field of a descent that's pounding and then you've got you walk through the valley and then up the biggest of the three mountains so when you when you summit our spirits were super high after summiting middle we think we're two-thirds done but we were not even close to halfway done <laughs> no no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you're so right ken but here's I, I, the think, thing I think i so think on, on top of uh middle sisters when where we spent the least amount of time because we were feeling so good we're like okay let's fuel we got one more mountain to go and yeah. my gosh we're gonna be done with this soon and off we went yeah true but you know the thing is like it was like, you know, kind of starting to get tiring and like uh, kind of going up and down and your muscles starting to ache, but you kind of don't think about all that shit because as you're going down this mountain, you're like, you know, seeing like things that are completely ridiculous. Like you're seeing, you know, 400 pound boulders propped up on pieces of ice 
and you're seeing like this other huge mountain and glacier right in front of you and you're like you're walking across it so you just i don't know you just don't even think about it because i this is just me i think we're just taking it all in and just mm-hmm. in awe about all the surroundings that that uh you know we're in contact with and just mm-hmm. i don't know you just keep going and just take it all in and just enjoy the whole yeah. trek yeah, that's true. We actually, yeah. um, we saw a really cool thing after we finished the descent of middle. Um, there was a place where this, this glacier slope ended and the way that the ice was melting, it made two giant caverns. So that looked like train tunnels. Mm-hmm. And we're like, look at that from far away. We all like went up to it and we're checking it out, took a whole bunch of pictures. We were kind of like kids in a candy store, just like, oh, look at this cool <laughs> formation. I've never seen anything like this before. And we probably like wasted 15, 20 minutes just checking it out right. and taking pictures. And like, wait, we, we still have like daylight's burning. We still have a huge mountain to summit <laughs> ahead of us. So it was like, we kind of forgot what we were doing there. I would say every 10 minutes, there was just something that you would see either on the trail or a rock or this glacier formation that would just like blow your hair back. And you're just like, got to just like you know uh take a picture of it or just kind of enjoy it for a second it's just you know Mm -hmm. see what we were experiencing physically and mentally like it was just kind of by the wayside just because every single thing we'd see every few minutes was just yeah you know mind blown that is beautiful absolutely beautiful so so as you ascended up south sister how did it feel to actually make it to the top of south sister amazing (laughs) that was a that that was that was a long trek it was just i mean like like ken said earlier there's not really like a path that you follow you just kind of follow this ridge where you're climbing on lava rock you're climbing over boulders and you take two steps up and you slide one step back and you think you have a good pace going. And then the next thing, you know, everybody passes you, you know, and then um, mm. you're like, Where, where's the top? Oh, is that the top? Is that the top? Where's the top? And you, you just keep going. And as soon as you reach that top, um, you, you forget about, you forget about all the, all the stress. It's like, I, we, we did it. Yeah. I mean, at that point we'd been hiking for like 17, 18 hours already. And we couldn't really tell where the, like, what, you know, route we should go that's going to actually get us to the lip of that rim. Right. We felt, we felt the route, we felt it. And we took some, we took some, uh, I guess we, I I guess you could say we took a couple gambles thinking that, okay, I think this is the correct way or this could have been the correct way. And we chose correctly. Mm-hmm. And yep. and we made it up. Mm-hmm. There were there were like a couple times where there was one time where we got off what we thought was the route by maybe it, it probably cost us maybe a half an hour, 40 minutes. And then we just went straight up and going straight up the mountain. That's, that's kind of tough. Yeah. It's kind of a tough thing to do. Sure. Um, but we I, we made the right choices, uh, luckily. And then we so we ended up on the correct ridges. And then we're able to get up there, oh, um, especially when you're talking about a volcano where no one, yeah. or maybe no human has ever stepped before, like a really remote, yeah. remote part of the mountain mm-hmm. and everything is so loose. You think about like a volcano, everything is just so loose. You sink way in 
and you kind of have to yeah. tread you have to like point your toes down into the ground so that you don't just like slide down further and you have to step quickly and like look for the next solid bit to get on it was kind of draining right. i remember like being maybe still another 45 minutes from the summit of south and dave had to be our cheerleader like Joe and I were kind of stuck in this, like it was a pit where it's like, we would take three steps up and pause for a breath and we'd slide down three or four steps. And we were just like, what is going on? How are we going to finish this? And Dave had to be our cheerleader. He's like, guys, the summit is right there. We can see it. Let's go. Well done, Dave. Well done. Way to go, David. The crazy part is you could see it, you know, but it's still like an hour away. (laughs) Yeah. right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so before we did it, I actually talked to a friend of mine who had done it that summer and he, he described where to go and we tried to follow that route and we did. And what he did say, one thing that he did say is to follow this certain route, follow the certain ridge and tr- just to trust the route because it looked like he told me that it looks like it cliffs out. I think cliffing out is when you get to a point and then it turns into a cliff and then there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, he told me that, you know, it's going to seem like it's going to cliff out, but then it didn't. And the ridge kind of tapered out so that we all that we had to do to, to get over the very, very last uh, point to where we're at the top was climb. I don't know, like a five foot. Yeah, I mean, five you foot had to, boulder. I, yeah, I would say you had to scramble the last 20 feet up. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. you know, up, yeah. climbing, well, literally climbing. But. Like, grab my hand, pull you up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was dark at that point. So you're, you're saying, hey, I'm going to trust you, grab my hand, pull me up, and I'm going to try and step on this rock that I think is there. Yeah, that was all headlamps at that point. And it's, and it was it's dark there. for you. It wasn't dark you, for you me. Did, you did, <laughs> it's trusted at that point. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. My gosh. I I'm just picturing myself being there and and just having this uncertainty of, of where are you going? You know, are you even on the right trail? Uh, that must have been playing with you mentally. Yeah. Once we got over the top, it was it actually got dark really quick. And uh, even though we had headlamps, it was really hard to see more than 10 feet in front of you. So um, it was cold. And actually, it was cold. But this, the last time, it, I, because I hadn't gone up South Sister at all that previous summer or last summer, um, I hadn't gone up since the year before, a lot of the snow had melted off of the top. Yeah. So the trail that you would follow along the rim to get to the to the um uh the summit was a lot higher and there's where the where the crater i guess the snow crater the snow field meets the the lava around the rim was way way lower so it, that was kind of tricky we're just trying to find the trail yeah right because because um, to get around walking on snow is especially when it's flat is very easy very fast almost as fast as a dirt trail but yeah, now that snow had receded, so we were just walking on like loose rocks and boulders again. Okay. Yeah, and we didn't really want to go. We didn't really want to go across the top of South Sister in the middle of the night no, because really one, it's hard to see, and two, there, there could. I mean, I maybe there could be crevasses. I don't know because I hadn't been to the top at all that summer, so I was. It was kind of an unknown, uh-huh. and because it had receded so much, the snow, and there's also usually a lake up there, kind of smack dab. 
um, I guess on probably on the west side of South Sister that you kind of want to avoid. You don't want to slide down into it. Yeah. Right. So that's, we, that's it's the best lake. idea. I think that's Oregon's yeah. highest lake. Yeah. Highest lake in elevation oh. in the state. Okay. So you want to go around it. Yeah. yeah. You got to go around that. You want to go around Okay. It. And then, and then a hike in the dark down. Were you passing a lot of people coming down off of South Sister? There were, we saw actually surprisingly, we saw a couple of groups because I think we got to the top of South Sister at maybe eight, eight or nine o'clock, whenever the sun sets. And we saw, so we saw maybe two parties. Mm-hmm. And I think they were having a party. Hmm. Um, they were up at the false summit of South Sister. I forget what it's called, but it's right before the, that final push to the top of South Sister. They were hanging out there and uh, I think they were just having a good time. And then we saw them on our way down and i think they passed us because we were moseying right yeah right that's correct yeah so then did you come down to devil's lake or through green lakes trail yeah it was devil's lake we parked we had a, a shuttle car at devil's that we had put there what the night before yeah, maybe the, the day before and so we just went yeah, yeah the day before so we just uh, we boogied on down to Devil's Lake. Okay. Yeah, which uh, that section seemed to be the longest part of the whole trek. I mean, it actually <laughs> it was it was what six miles from the summit down to the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, at least it was long. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just a long trail of kind of just dirt and roots and loose uh, cinder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it was the furthest descent of the day too. So I think we yeah. went from 10,000 to 5,000, you know, right. Six miles. Right. Wow. So how did it feel to accomplish this goal <laughs> together in the middle of the night? Yeah, that was good. It was a good feeling, especially to get, you know, the three brothers on board with the, with three the brother from another mother, sisters. Ken Reed. Yeah. <laughs> brother from another mother. <laughs> no, Ken, we go, Ken and I, we all go way back high school. Uh, so we go, yeah, we go back country teammates. far. Back we go back day. far. Yeah. 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 I, it's like, if no, you think was... it, it was just kind of like the, you know, the end of point A to point B, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Like one thing I thought about was like, I'm reading this book called the greatest generations about like these world war two badasses who like, you know, <laughs> trekked for a week through, you know, uh, Eastern Europe in snow, like, you know, to fight commies and communism and like, you know, they didn't complain once. And so I kind of thought about that a little bit when we were doing this, mm. it's like, this is nothing compared to what sir and like other people of that generation did, you know, um, because they felt the need. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, I don't know. And it was just a blast and just fun to do it with your buddies and your bros. Man, I am, I'm so in awe right now. I'm so proud. You, you hear about couch to 5k and, <laughs> and without any like big hikes the entire summer, you guys just went and and climb these three mountains. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
Well, let's get into some logistics right now. Uh, so when, so you guys hike this in August, when is the best time to do this? Uh, let's see. I would say that, well, it, it kind of depends on a couple factors. Uh, the weather, of course, uh, you want to go when there's no thunderstorms predicted. You, I, I've never done it in the early summer when there's more snow on the trail. I've hiked South Sister and other mountains when there's snow and it's okay. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. you have to deal with snow and sometimes a lot of mosquitoes, but I like to go when all the mosquitoes are gone, which is usually mid to late August, sometimes even after Labor Day when the weather is, is still good. And then um, the other thing you have to take into account these days is, is fire. Right. So a right. lot of times mm-hmm. in the summer, uh, like Ken and I were talking, we were talking about it all summer and last summer. Hey, Ken, when are we going to do the hike? Let's do the hike. Yeah. And then, you know, we could plan, we could plan all day long, but then our plants could be foiled by, by a fire. So it's, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends on fire weather and um, like thunderstorm weather. So and we did have fires last summer. Was it smoky at all? Oh, it was very oh, smoky. It, it was, okay. yeah. Going up north, it was fine. But yeah. after we got down from north and started walking on the glaciers, um, it started getting smoky. Yeah. And and you could there's there's some pictures that we took where you can see South Sister, and then you can see like half of South Sister, and then you can't see South Sister. Mm-hmm. So the, the the smoke the smoke really collected during the day. Um, but we, we didn't let that bother us. I think like, the wind no, turned in the whatever. afternoon. Like I think the next day probably would not have been a good window to do it because oh. I think the smoke blew in that next day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the smoke I think was chasing us like as we were coming up the South sister. And then remember as we we're descending the South sister, uh, the smoke was, you know, surrounding the mountain and the, or, the moon was orange. The moon, it was blood oh. red. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's pros and cons to doing it any time. Of course, you go in May, June, and you get all the beautiful wildflowers. Um, but there's a lot more snow on the trail. You know, you can lose the trail, or it's just harder walking on snow nonstop unless you're prepared for that. Right. Like in the midsummer, you got the mosquitoes and oh, hate mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, but you know, by yeah. by late season, you're dealing with the risk of forest fire smoke. In fact, when mm-hmm. uh, when Dave and I tried to do this in 2020. Um, we, oh, that was crazy. We just, we just barely got down off the mountain and drove um, the highway back towards the valley. And the forest fire was right behind us. In fact, if we would have been like, you know, several hours behind, the road would have been closed because it was it was the, that it was uh, that night. The big fire. Lines, came yeah, the, the big Beachy Creek combined yeah. with Lion's Head fire and like burned the whole city of Detroit and all that. Yeah. All that forest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and we, we watched the beginning of that smoke come in on our hike. That's that was that was wild. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one was out of control. Called the fire department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it out with your boots. No, I remember Ken <laughs> last year, twenty twenty, when we tried it, and the Lion's Head or the Beachy Creek, whichever one was by Mount Jefferson. We were at the top. We were cresting the top of Middle Sister, and you could see, you could see almost like a little, like a jet stream of smoke going over the top of Middle Sister, and I'm like is that smoke? Yeah. And you could see it. And it was, it was smoke coming over from uh, the east side to the west side. And then, you know, after we finished it, just, it just blew up because that wind just came and 
so we um, got back to the west side right before all that happened. Wow. Wow, guys. Okay, so what about permits? Um, I know that they issued a new permitting system for South Sister last year. Um, can you tell me yeah. a little bit more about getting a permit to do this? All you have to do is get online uh, at the right time and, and go get that for for whatever day you're going to do it. and You should be fine. I forget how many they issue out a day, 50 or 100 day for each day. I'm not sure. But yeah, pretty so did simple. you need to do that in advance? It's very simple. Like if did Yeah, you, you just Yes. You just do it in advance. Um I don't even remember when I did it, but yeah, you do that in advance. It's an advanced purchase. Okay. <laughs> what is it? 3 bucks? 2 bucks? What is it? A couple bucks? I doubt for the for the forest uh past. No, you're thinking of the parking pass. But yeah, when they're like a new permit to hike yeah. South Sister. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't used to yes. have that. It was yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's last year. Yes, yeah, to keep. Uh, I think they're trying to keep the trails. A um, lot of lot of traffic on those trails. That the trail from Devil's Lake to the top of South Sister. Mm-hmm. Once you get above the tree line, it it almost looks like a like a two lane highway. <laughs> so <laughs> wide, yeah. but um, I think they're just trying to to keep traffic to more of a minimum to um, kind of restore the trail system. Yep. It's, it's, high, it's a very high traffic um, route. So. Right. Yeah. so what type of physical shape? I mean, do you, would you say that someone would need to be in in order to do this? Yeah, these these this Rosca trio they they got some sort of genes because like, I know I had to be in like some of the best shape of the last decade for for me to finish this thing. Uh, these guys kind of jumped off the couch and did it. <laughs> but uh, but they're say, they're active though. You guys are active true. guys. So, yeah, I would say you should have done you should have done some hikes that are like hours on hours before. Like I wouldn't say, Oh, I've done a couple three hour, four hour hikes and like attempt something like this that takes almost a whole day. Mm-hmm. Like you should, you should kind of know how your body responds when like your legs have already been hurting, you know, for a while and you have to continue for miles on afterwards. It's, it's good to know how your body responds to that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It, it also comes down to nutrition too. I mean, you, you need to know what, what kind of calories your body needs and, and uh, what what's a good uh, fuel source? Um, it, you know, if you're going to go for for hours on end, um, so that's something else to consider as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of this comes with just being, you know, forty plus years old. Like you know what you've done in the past, you know, other hikes or you know races or triathlons, so you know what your body needs and what it likes and doesn't like. So you kind of have a good idea of you know, what you need to do over the course of 20 hours, you know, hiking up and down. Mm-hmm. John, John, are you referring to old man strength? That, that is old man strength. <laughs> like, you know, there's, there's experience with, you know, hiking, there's experience with navigation, there's experience with mountaineering. But like, I would say one of the most valuable things is just experiencing or experience with what your body needs and what it needs to take in. Like, you know, if I was 20 years old, I don't think I could have done this because I wouldn't have been 
I wouldn't have had the experience enough to know, okay, I should drink some water right now, or I should eat my, you know, uh, butterfinger right now um, mm-hmm. because I'm starting <laughs> to feel a little, you know, depleted. So you just, I don't know. I feel like you have a good idea of what your body needs after, you know, doing this for three, four decades. Yeah. So what did you guys bring in your packs? Um, Were you just bringing loads of water or were you finding water sources up there and using a filter? Um, What's, what's everything that you brought to do this? We didn't, well, backpacks, we didn't carry any backpacks. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) As you were saying, Joe, no, I was, I was going to say, honestly, TP, you don't know how valuable that stuff is on the trail. I'm just saying you can eat and drink everything you want, but if you don't have TP, you're kind of out of luck. <laughs> hey, when so, I worked for the forest service, we used pine cones. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not what you think. Okay. Uh, the, if you look at a fur pine cone, they're like the size of maybe of maybe a sharpie maybe no excuse me um a butterfinger <laughs> john used the word butterfinger but they're not very big they're not like a big pine cone okay and Doug fur with the a dug fur dug fur pine cone and they're actually pretty soft if you go you know with with the grain um <laughs> Gotta and go that's, with the grain. you go with the grain and uh Pine cones work really good. Yeah, they work okay. really good. All right. Yeah, I have these little bristles on them that work really good. Okay, but to no, answer, no, your, it, answer your question, you need you need calories. Yeah. So you need like I had I had some bars, I had some gels. You don't you, you don't want to um, just overdo it on like things that are sweet or sugary. You've got to have savory flavors in there, otherwise, like you'll you'll get sick to your stomach. So mm-hmm. you've got to have like chips and uh yeah like a a sandwich it's good to have like a hearty meal so your body kind of like feels that restoration even though you're getting calories from like snacky stuff it's good to have like an item that feels like a meal kind of around lunchtime or dinner time at least for me yeah i think that's i think john had john had the most food he had the submarine sandwich and uh (laughs) what else did he have the bananas yeah tons of of bananas yeah Yeah, Banana. I wouldn't recommend yeah, the, the, the bananas desert. to other people though. That's kind of risky. They 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 goo up pretty quick in your yeah. backpack. Yeah. Um, so what about yeah, water? Have... What do you do for water? Um, oh, we Ken, have... Ken Reed. Ken Reed is a master at pumping water out of um, uh, recently thawed glaciers. <laughs> um, he 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 filled up our bottles. He filled up our bladders. I mean, just nonstop and. Um, you know, the, the fact that he had that ability was just really amazing to our trip. Yeah. It's, it's way too long to carry all that water. That'd be right. way too much weight. So you've got to have a filter. I think we had like two different filters. So every time we stopped, you know, we might've only had one or two bottles each. And so you, you, every water stop, you would want to take advantage of that, of that time, like mm-hmm. spent not moving forward to just like top off every single bottle in the collection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd be surprised, you know, how quick you sip it down. So, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. gotta have a good filter. Um, you know, make sure that it's like ready to go back, back flushed before you start. Oregon glacial, Oregon glacier water. Doesn't that sound like a, a new water company? 
You probably yeah, so could good. drink it straight, but we, so we filtered it just in case. You know, we had actually, we had a tough time finding a, a, a clear, a clear enough water source between, between um, the bottom of South Sister. Yeah, that's true. To yeah. Before descent up, oh, excuse me, the bottom of Middle Sister to that, during that long stretch to where, before we start to go up south sister is we were looking for a water source and i think we we looked for a water source for maybe a couple of hours because uh a lot of the glacial water was was um had a lot of rocks and a lot of silt it was just really really not clear really mm -hmm. thick there's big beautiful glaciers between north and middle but then down in the flat after you come off of middle yeah they're just these little trickles but they're all super silty we found a couple little ponds or lakes. We're like kind of weighing and measuring. Well, the filtering is going to be harder. Is there going to be something else better? Our bottles are already almost down. So I think we ended up kind of compromising and um, filtered some some water that, you know, you wouldn't do in a perfect scenario, but it got us by. Okay. All right. Mm. And and so so you had your, your hiking poles. Uh, did you have cell phone service up there? Uh, let's see. We did have cell phone service hike. You know, we did, we used hiking poles. I normally, I don't know about, I'm not speaking for anyone else. I don't normally use hiking poles. Um, I hadn't before, but I thought I'd give them a try and they actually, they worked out. Okay. Um, they're kind of, they were kind of fun to have. I'm a skier. So, you know, two poles yeah. in my hands spelled kind of good, but, um, I think, Cause I would see people using poles and I'm like, huh, what is the deal with these poles? And they actually were kind of fun to use. Um, so yeah, All right. I enjoyed yeah. that. What I had in my backpack was yeah. Like food for the day, two bottles, water filter, um, like another layer to throw on once the sun went down, like a beanie hat headlamp, mm-hmm. um, extra batteries, uh, I had my, my phone, which I knew I was going to be, I love to take pictures like all day long. So I took a bunch of pictures and videos. So I actually had like an extra portable charger, like kind of the small one. So it'd be lightweight, but yeah, so that's like, a must have a must have. Yeah. yeah. Cause you, you, you can't run out of juice down there. If, if that's also going to be like your GPS, I think for most of the time I had pretty good coverage, um, through AT&T. Um, but if you, you know, if, if you really wanted to be super responsible about it, you would probably want to get one of those satellite GPSs so that you could always lo- locate if you were mm-hmm. in a pinch. All right. Yeah. There were a couple of times we were trying to look, I was trying to use my phone to uh, look up like a, like a 3d map just to make sure we were on the correct Ridge and it was spotty, but um, of course it was, of course it was spotty right when we needed it. But other, other than that, though, we, <laughs> that we had service quite a, quite a bit of the time. Now, is there a map online of the route that you took? I think it, there, it would be on Strava, right? Ken, it would be on Strava yeah. is a, what, what, would, what would Strava be considered a social yeah. media app for fitness app activities yeah Yeah. it's an app yeah there's also relive i think people use relive to map stuff it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where yeah the search engines are so powerful you know you can pretty much type in anything and get what you want but it's not something you'll you'll find everywhere because just not a lot of people do this right right 
Now, what did you guys wear and what do you suggest for our listeners to wear if they venture out on this? Don't matter. Hmm? Wear what you're comfortable with. Like, I'm sorry, but like. What kind of shoes, though? Are you wearing tennis shoes, boots? I used Hmm. to wear high top hiking boots for treks, but. These days I just go with like uh, trail running shoes, like the wild horse, Nike wild horse is what I wore. Yeah. I went with the trail running sneakers. as well. Mm -hmm. I also put on some, uh, some of the running gaiters just to keep Mm -hmm. all the dust and rocks out of the top of my shoe. Uh, I actually, I started in trail runners, uh, like trail running shoes. And then when the going got uh, tough or rough, I switched to some hiking boots just because I'm, they're super heavy, clunky, clunky ass boots. But I just, you know, my feet love them. So I actually carry two pair of shoes, <laughs> which is not normal. But I just, I'm like, I'm a sucker for it. I'm like, hey, you know, I want to be comfy. And then I put my trail shoes on later. So yeah. you got to wear two pair of socks. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I, I just wore uh, low, low top hiking boots. Um, very, you know, lightweight, but, um, but sturdy enough to, for the rocky terrain, but, um, socks were, socks were definitely something that you want to have, um, uh, uh, reserves for, um, you get a lot of rocks in your shoes and you, you want to, you're like, oh my gosh, there's a rock in the bottom of my shoe and rock in my sock. sock. There, there's a rock in the sock, but but then you take you take your sock off, and there's five of them. You know, you didn't feel the other four. Yeah, you you could say this group was pretty low tech. Like, I mean, I wore, you know, running trail running shoes. I did take two pairs, just in case, because I just bought these pairs like the of shoes the day before, so I hadn't really worn them. So I just took two, just in case one didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I wish I would have had were gaiters that kind of go up, you know. Uh, mid calf because I didn't have any and rocks get in my socks and it would fill up with like little pieces of gravel. So uh, a few points in the, in the, in the quest, I would have, you know, it's just a huge amount of rocks surrounding my toes and in front of my big toe. So they were displacing a lot of room in my shoe and causing my foot and my toe to bang against the end of the shoe creating a blister so i wish i would have had something to just prevent little rocks from getting into my sock and making their way towards the front of the shoe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay now this is um a question i I like to address on the podcast on many different episodes which is about accessibility and you know i'm after i'm trying to find unique experiences around the world that could also be accessible that you maybe wouldn't have thought of it being accessible and do you think that any part of this hike maybe not the whole thing could be done utilizing like an adventure wheelchair or or something of that nature yeah i think so i actually uh i i i clicked that link adventure wheelchair and i checked those out and there are definitely parts of this hike um where an adventure wheelchair would be able to access especially parts of uh, the South sister route from devil's Lake on up to, um, Oh, I would say the Moraine Lake, maybe 
two thirds of the way up South sister. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Parts, you know, there, there would be parts that might be a little tough. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the adventure wheelchair can do, you know, if it can go up a, like a, like a 12 inch step. But um, other than that, there are definitely trails where that thing could roll on the way up South sister or down South sister. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the yeah. the east side of South Sister, right? There, there are trails that don't go up it. Like, can you get towards Green Lakes or Camp Lake on a trail from Devil's Den? Oh, I, I, yes. Um, now that you said that, there mm-hmm. are definitely other trails in that area that could be accessible. Absolutely. Yeah, it is beautiful wilderness. I mean, absolutely. For, for every, everyone should get out on a hike, no matter what their ability, you know, whether it's half a mile just to like a viewpoint or, you know, 25 miles throughout an entire day up three mountains. Like the, the, there's something for everyone out there. It's just, you, you got to get out and, and, and see it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, now, what about uh, top tips for a successful mission? Ooh, good question. What do you got? What do you got? Anyone? Top be, tips? Be hydrated and continuously hydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Successful mission for this for this hike, correct? Like yeah. this type of hike. Yeah. I, here's I've got one. I've got one. Tell for me, all of you. Tell me. I would say one big tip to be successful is to be positive like mentally strong in other words never doubt that you're not going to be able to finish your mission so staying positive true all right yeah i can i concur it it definitely needs like a half glass full mindset to go in like you can't go in this thinking that yeah, I might have to bail out like halfway and just turn around back to the car. Like you, you have to kind of think that you're going to go through no matter how long it takes or how hard it is. Like, I mean, again, like this is like in the grand scheme of things, like this is, you know, not, it's not a big deal. Like if you can be up on your feet for 24 hours without like fainting, I think you can do it. Like, you know, it's, it is a gift that like we're, you know, physically capable to do this and you just kind of kind of think like you just can't sacrifice the gift you know mm-hmm. we set out to do it and just you know just finish it i would say you need uh you need good company yeah th- yeah ken i was gonna, just gonna say that you gotta go with somebody that that you're gonna have a good time with if you're not gonna have a good time there's no reason doing it yeah i mean we're just bullshitting around and just kind of like you know just kind of hey, make PG it Jonathan, keep it keep it for the kids too. Come on now. <laughs> hey, we're we're, t- we're telling we're our bull, kids about this, John. We're, we're bullcrapping around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean we're not only just time. for like the camaraderie of it, but just like you know, you appreciate it so much more. It's like, yeah, I could be out alone and like see like a beautiful like swarm of orange butterflies come up on North Sister, but it's so much better when I can like pointed out to like my buddies and they can appreciate it. And like, we can enjoy that moment together, mm-hmm. but also just like for the support, like Dave was saying earlier, um, you, you know, you, we come up on a Ridge and it's like, it's kind of a mind F like, like, Whoa, we're like 
17 hours into this and we're hiking up this steep ridge and it looks like it's going to cliff out. Are you sure it's not going to cliff out? I think it's going to cliff out. And like, you got to have the Dave there saying like, like, no guys, we got to trust it. I've got the Intel. Let's just keep on the route. We're going to make it. Or it's like, you know, we're, we're late uh, in the day. We're like probably two, three miles from the car. And John's like, so exhausted. He's like, guys, I think I'm about to just like curl up and lie down on the side of this trail and go to sleep <laughs> guys i need i'm just gonna go to sleep i'm gonna get out my space blanket i'm gonna fall asleep right here on this trail <laughs> you've, got, you've got to have your buddies around you to be like no no we're gonna do this keep walking uh-huh. just one foot in front of the other we're almost done let's make it hey at that mm-hmm. point we're like hey you go to sleep we'll see it you'll see it back in town man <laughs> we're going we're going we're going all the way down so let's yeah go. we we didn't want to miss roping calves the next day uh, oh you roped calves the next day yeah, we did. We cut off their nuts. Yeah, you, you had to work out the lactic acid in your legs. And I, I didn't think we were going to be doing that. But when you go to the ranch, anything can happen. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I skipped out on that one. Yeah. yeah. Hey, okay. prop, props to Joe for like getting back at whatever, three o'clock. I think we got back to the ranch at four o'clock. And then Joe rolled out back to the valley. I don't understand. How you wow. You drove wow. all the way back to Salem. Okay. Some people got to work, man. Some people got to work. And, That's uh, right. He had to work. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And just a shout out. There are some local bend accommodations like the Waypoint Hotel with like a food truck and beers on tap. So know uh, for our listeners that uh, we don't uh, we don't promote driving after a 24 hour hike. Amen. I, I think on that hike from or sorry, the drive from Devil's Lake where the where we left our shuttle car down into Bend. Mm-hmm. I was I was hallucinating. I was like looking up the road in the headlights of the car, and I, I swear I would see like like red wavy snakes. Well, like a snake coming out of the tree, and I would like blink my eyes really hard. <laughs> Is it a king cobra? I don't know, man. It was tripping <laughs> in Central Oregon. Uh, Probably anaconda. Yeah, you had too many liquid IVs in your system. I think so. <laughs> I was I was sugar bombed. You guys, you, you guys, you, you got that chocolate milk when we got into Ben, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, dude. Man, you were tripping, tripping. Guzzled that thing straight for the chocolate milk. milk. I, I remember when you guys did this and, and I kept on checking in with Luke to, I'm like, oh, have you heard anything? Where are they? You know, what, oh, what's that's, happening? Yeah. 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 Right. So I am just curious, what is next? Do you guys have a, Oof. do you have an adventure plan? We actually talked about it the other day. I mean, we talked about the Grand Canyon. Rim, rim to rim. rim. So the rim, maybe yeah. this summer. So, I mean. Yeah, the next Flatlanders adventure is probably going to be Flatlanders, meaning we we all live at sea level. <laughs> uh, and it's probably going to be Grand Canyon. It's room to room, I would say. Hey, what year? When are you doing this? We, we don't this know. Hey, yeah, we maybe this year. This, this spring. I think 2022 could be the year. You okay. know, and honestly, yeah. Grand Canyon is so legendary and people talk about how hard it is. And I feel like Dude, Three Sisters Traverse I, was pretty tough. I feel I like don't, if we can do Three Sisters Traverse, we can do this. I think you can yeah, do it. I want to compare. It's I, I haven't looked at the numbers and you know the elevation stuff, but I think it's like child's play compared to you know trying to do what we did this summer. But 
it could be I mean, the weather could be better you know it's not as much right. elevation gain um there's not as much risk with you know adverse conditions so mm-hmm. it, just, it opens it's the long. yeah it's long but like longer huh? it, yeah. it so the the trail is not as technical it's i mean you just it's like um it's like the first part of our hike was you know mm-hmm. just kind of smooth trail it's just the elevation drop and and uh going back up to the north rim yeah. i think is the tougher part but it, you know it opens in mid-may okay. hmm. after the snow melts so maybe you know this late spring yeah. summer all right you guys are gonna have to come back on the show <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah we'll definitely do it absolutely more adventures well thank you guys <laughs> so much for joining today it's truly thank been you, a Gail. pleasure and and I'm sure you've inspired some future mountain climbers out there. Oh, we hope so. You know, it, it, hopefully anyone can anyone um, can do something like this. It's uh, it's just something that uh, we just decided we wanted to do. And like Joe said at the very beginning, the stars aligned. Yeah, um, it just kind of worked out. It's like you know, think about um, you know these OG climbers that did things like this, you know, back in the forties and fifties and they had like, you know, leather boots and like wool sweaters and bamboo poles. And it's like, you know, they did it. It's like, you don't need all this like fancy, crazy, like black diamond Patagucci crap. Like (laughs) you just, you don't need it. Like I think you just don't, you just got to just, it's as simple as simple as putting one foot in front of the other and just like, you know, being smart about the conditions and just kind of keep going and just having fun, you know, keeping yourself fueled and just like having fun with your, with your buddies along the way. So it doesn't have to be like hardcore, like technical, just, just do it. There was one thing that I told Ken because we had tried it last year and I was talking to uh, my brothers, Joe and John and I think you probably remember this, Ken. One thing it takes to to do something like this, even though it's really not technical, it's just kind of long um, and just um, arduous hike. Is it takes like grit, mental grit, and physical grit. You just gotta have the grit and just go. Like my brother said, one foot in front of the other, but it takes some grit. It's beautiful. It's true. Absolutely beautiful. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining today and uh, look forward to hearing about your adventures in the future. Thank you, Gail. Thanks, Gail. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us, Gail. This is awesome. I loved reliving our adventure tonight. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have. And I'm adding a disclaimer. If this is an experience that you want to have, hiking, climbing the Three Sisters Mountains, and in 24 hours, you will need to have some experience and some knowledge from a local guide. Uh, Ideally, that you have climbed other mountains before, you know how to use ropes in case you do need to use them. This is not just a get up and go 
um, without any experience. The guys we interviewed today are athletes, two of whom work for Nike. And it's, I just I want to make that disclaimer that you, you should have some experience and some knowledge about the mountains uh, before embarking on it and know when to stop if it's poor conditions. As these guys tried to do this in another year and and didn't. Uh, so keep in mind, know when to say no, know how to seek out the right resources, get some knowledge. And if you are into mountain climbing, uh, check out the episode on climbing Mount Rainier in Washington, um, as well as climbing Mount uh, Kilimanjaro um, are some great, great episodes. One is more technical than the other. Uh, But but if you if you're a mountain person, these are some great episodes for you to go back and and listen to. Now, let's say you are a beginner and you just want to climb one of the mountains. Then South Sister would be your mountain. It is the tallest of the three, but is the most accessible. You do need a permit. Um, I will link to these resources in the show notes on experiences that you should have. But climbing South Sister is about, I think it's about 12 miles round trip. And it is excellent. And you don't need any technical gear, but you do need to have some endurance. And preferably do that in the summer. Uh, July would be a great month. August can be a little bit smoky due to wildfires. Uh, September would also be an excellent month to climb South Sister. So just keep those in mind. Uh, That would be a great start to your journey if this episode intrigued you. Thank you again for listening to Experiences You Should Have. And until our next adventure.